0: The following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. Hey, everybody! This is Badass Billy Gunn, and you're listening to Perch on the Top Rope. And if you're not down with that, I've got two words for you: suck it. Perched on the Top Rope, I am your host, former Dirt Sheet writer from Ringside News, the richest, the sportster, and sports sportskita, I am Lee Walker, and let's start this show off with some news from WWE. WWE actually hasn't officially announced it, but it has been announced and made known on her Twitter account lacey evans is no longer with wwe that's right ladies and gentlemen lacey evans is no longer with wwe now this all started 48 hours ago when it was all over social media being reported that she was released from wwe we announced it on our Facebook at slash perched on the top rope. And at first, it just seemed like a rumor until she actually responded to it. And her response was nothing more than just a bunch of eyes, you know, the emojis there. And then she posted a, uh, the devil face emoji. With a, with a meme about time coming up. She also took to Instagram, uh, which is the same as her Twitter account, Limitless Macy, saying when the clock strikes 12, you will address me as Macy Estrella from here on out. Oh, and this jacket is up for grabs. Be on the lookout and more emojis. Now I'm going to be real honest with you folks. Her career kind of took a nosedive, I would say, after she had her second child. And I know that sounds rather harsh to say, but WWE and Vince McMahon was really never known to be in favor of women having kids in his company. Obviously, that's changed for, you know, some. Unfortunately for Lacey Evans, she just never really... Just never really bounced back from uh, from that. From the, having her second child and, and her career just became a lackluster. Now she had her, her second child uh, October of 2021. Now that was a couple of years ago, but a lot can change in just a short amount of time. Especially with WWE being out basically a year you can come back and it's a whole different company and unfortunately for her that's kind of what she ran across so uh she has her child and 2022 was eh, uh, not i'd say not all right for her but you know she was there And then took some time off, comes back on the 27th of January 2023 and defeats Jasmine Allure in just under two minutes and 20 seconds. She takes part of the Royal Rumble. Which is literally just a day later. Her next taping that she's part of was February 10th, 2023, defeating Cameron Harris. Then in March, she's only wrestling like once a month. So then in March, she loses a tag team match with Zi Lee for WrestleMania Showcase uh, qualifying match. And then after that, she wrestles like on average once to twice a month. She loses to Tegan Knox in a dark match on SmackDown on March 31st. April 14th, in a dark match, she loses to Shotzi. April 28th, she loses a dark match to Shotzi. Shotzi. Wow. On May 19th, she loses a dark match to Meechan. This is all Friday Night SmackDown. June 2nd, Money in the Bank qualifier loses to Selena Vega in 2 minutes and 49 seconds. And her last television taping was May 23rd, losing to Charlotte Flair in under three minutes. And then she has a match in July and loses to Selena Vega at Madison Square Garden. I mean, let's be honest, WWE also tried a bunch of stuff with her that did not work when she came back. If you fans remember, uh, there was... I don't know if it was supposed to be a a face or a heel thing, but you know, they were running like this, these vignettes in promos of her sharing personal stories about her family and being in the military and why she went into the military. And, you know, it was, it felt like there was times we were supposed to feel sorry for her for the, some of the things that she had gone through when she was doing these promos and vignettes for her return. Uh, basically, I think we were supposed to get the understanding that she was a face. And WWE ran with it for maybe a week or two, and then all of a sudden, boom. She's a heel again. No rhyme or reason no explaining the change instead of doing the whole y'all nasties thing she had a military thing which i mean she was a marine and still is a marine that's how you refer to them as Uh, you know once you're in the military you're always in the military but she it didn't work and wwe quickly changed her into something else, you know, the same thing, but a heel, you know, and we weren't getting those, you know, feel sorry for me stories or, uh, you know, this is what I had to go through to become the person that I am today. So then she just became a lackluster and WWE then tried to give her a, basically a very, very, very big resemblance of the sergeant slaughter i don't want to say gimmick but the look you know the the hat and the gear it would all really resembled sergeant slaughter which you know she was a marine he just actually played one he wasn't a marine this actually drew heat and it actually drew a lot of heat especially with sergeant slaughter's daughter um tweeting about it quite a bit uh not happy with the whole thing uh you know there's only one sergeant slaughter this and that but sergeant slaughter is also kind of busy uh talking about the undertaker not letting not inviting him to the wwe hall of fame but also he's a wwe hall of famer you should be there anyway i guess so like eh. anyway lacey evans is no longer part of WWE. Now, I know a lot of fans are also going to say, "Well, she really didn't do much anyway." Honestly, when she had her first gimmick with the whole uh, nasties, great, great, great mic skills. I loved how that whole thing went about. I just oh god, I just hated When they paired her with Ric Flair, when she announced that she was pregnant, and then Ric had to be like, oh, well, it's not mine, blah, blah, blah. Because in real life, we know she's married. But, you know, she was also in a feud with Charlotte Flair at the time, and that had to, like, basically abruptly stop. And then, you know, she has her kid, comes back, and it's just a lackluster after that. So I'm sure you're probably wondering, did they release her? Did her contract expire? What's the deal? And the answer is. Her contract expired. She chose not to re-sign with the company. And as of. Midnight. Of August 16th. Lacey Evans. Is no longer contracted. To WWE. But. From contracts to wedding rings, ladies and gentlemen. She's the most gothic emo thing we have in WWE. She's a goddess, to be honest with you. Rhea Ripley is engaged to Buddy Matthews. Now, if you go to YouTube at Perched on the Top Rope, you can watch our interview with Buddy Matthews. It's pretty cool. It's where you find out that Buddy Matthews is actually not done with Aleister Black, who at the time was, and now, Malachi Black of AEW. Obviously, this is right when he was released from WWE. Go check it out, and there's a bunch of other interviews there, too, at Perched on the Top Rope on YouTube. So, she's engaged, and that means Dirty Dom, Dom Dom, whatever you want to call him now has a new daddy and I don't mean Rey Mysterio is being replaced but he's got Rhea who's his mommy and now he's got Buddy who's daddy this is actually kind of funny because if you think about it anytime Dominic Mysterio is on television with Rhea Ripley and there's posts on social media Buddy's always posting something rather insecure about it but Rhea's hot so good for him I'm jealous if you can't tell so let's just switch it over to AEW all right like just move on all right I can't and that's what we're gonna do I don't want to talk about Rhea Ripley anymore I'm very sad that she's engaged I'm very jealous Uh, a lot of emotions going with that one but, let's talk about all in because when it comes to ticket sales, they have surpassed summerslam nineteen ninety two which was at Wembley stadium stadium in London, as all in is as well sunday august twenty seventh now, the current setup for seats is eighty four thousand and forty eight currently, there is eighty thousand fifty six tickets that are already uh, distributed. Now uh there is 3992 tickets available still. Regardless 80,000 has been crossed. The next record that AEW is looking to beat is set by WWE WrestleMania 32 at AT&T Stadium. In Arlington, Texas, which is 80,709 tickets sold. So, if AEW can just sell, I'll, I'm just going to round up to 1,000 tickets, make it 81,000, they'll have beaten WWE, WrestleMania 32, and SummerSlam 1992. That's a huge achievement. You know, a lot of people have including myself given a w crap from time to time about the product it's a newer company is usually the excuse that we have but regardless that's a lot of sold tickets i mean even triple h has said hey they're just a secondary company you know knocking them not considering them competition Well, the truth of the matter is, is any company's competition. It's just how long will they take to get to the level that they need to be to be considered some sort of threat. But you know what? Congratulations, AEW. That's a lot of sold tickets. It's going to be an awesome show. Now let's move to AEW Collision. Or should I say, CM Punk collision, because that's what's seemingly going on with this show. If you butt heads with CM Punk, you're gonna have an issue. And apparently, besides from the elite of the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega, and Hangman Page, CM Punk has some issues with others in AEW as well. Now I'm gonna start with Hangman Page Only because on this past collision, after it went off the air, Punk had cut a promo seemingly on Hangman Page. So what happened? Well, Page was brought to do a pre-tape promo for AEW Dynamite on AEW Collision. Uh, The rumor is he wasn't allowed backstage and had to film it somewhere else. Uh, which then Punk mocked Page after Collision went off the air. Now PWI Insider reports that Paige was not, in quotations, removed from this past Saturday's Collision, but instead told the location of the promo being filmed was being moved and it had nothing to do with Punk. Some in AEW believe that the Punk promo after Collision went off the air bled into the promo being moved by those Looking to knock Punk. Paige lives in Greensboro, uh, you know, where Collision was being held, and he drove to the arena. It doesn't seem like it was a situation where he had to fly to the show or anything like that. Uh, it's also unclear whether the two sides talked after Punk texted an apology to Paige early Sunday morning. So he did apologize for this one. Now, there's no word if, you know, what any other exchanges happened. So we'll have to wait and see. But that also leaves us with plenty of other people to talk about that CM Punk has seemingly had an issue with. And let's start off with Ryan Namath, who you might know as Dolph Ziggler's brother. I mean, they look identical for crying out loud. So what happened here? This is an interesting one. Uh, CM Punk took an issue to Namath over a tweet by the latter after Punk's return promo where he referred to the, the Bucks as Counterfeit Bucks, which Namath retweeted, literally the softest man alive. Uh, Punk reportedly confronted Namath at the June 21st Dynamite show. Whatever. Uh... Now, it's believed that Namath was sent home after he said hello to everyone at the hotel before the show, but didn't stop to do the same to Punk and those who were with him. It was AEW VP Pat Puck who sent Namath home Saturday and told him he would only be working Wednesdays instead, which is AEW Dynamite. That's it. So, uh, seemingly it seems like Punk is kind of controlling what happens on AEW Collision. But for now, this is CM Punk's Collision. Because our next person that we're going to bring up is Jack Perry. So, what is CM Punk's issue with Jack Perry? Well, he got face-to-face with uh, Jack Perry over a glass spot. That Perry wanted to do on AEW Collision. Now, there's three sides to every story punk side, Jack Perry side, and the truth. So, this comes from people from the side of punk that Fightful Select had talked to. Perry wanted to use Real Glass for a backstage segment, which was said to be going against production doctors and Tony Schiavone, all of whom advised against it and noticed noted that smashing real glass was a safety hazard. Perry wasn't happy with that notion, and Punk believed that Perry wanted to do it so he didn't need to come to work the next week, which Punk sees as a problem in AEW. It's not clear whether Perry not wanting to work the next week is because it was a dangerous spot, or whether Perry would have been fulfilling a needed date in advance as sometimes AEW Films pre-taped segments to air the next week. Punk claims that he was asked to step in and that he calmly told Perry that they don't do that at Collision and he would stay on Wednesdays if he doesn't like it. Punk claimed that Perry was throwing a tantrum over not being able to do the spot and people stepping in to prevent it from happening. There were said to be guidelines put in place shortly after and sent to talent of different things that need to be cleared. Several sources who spoke about the story agreed with the stance that Punk was claiming. Perry did not respond to the outlet when they reached out. So, I mean, this is one of those, hey, it's a safety thing, and I totally get that. You can do these spots and not use real glass. I mean, you see magicians do it. You see people who walk on glass at, like, the carny shows and freak shows and things like that. You know, where the glass is, like, you know, sanded down and edged down where it's not sharp and things like that. You could very easily use something else in its place. Now, Punk's issue with Matt Hardy is just a simple one. He's a fan of the Elite Boys. That's it. That's as simple as it can get. Now, when it comes to Christopher Daniels, this was an interesting one, I thought. Um, This is a situation since Ace Steel is not allowed at collision, Punk put his foot down and doesn't want Christopher Daniels there with the idea that when the entire backstage fight happened, Daniels was on the elite side of things. So just like Matt Hardy, CM Punk has an issue with Christopher Daniels because of the elite. He sided with the elite when the fight happened, so on and so forth. So there you have it, folks. So that is what the fuck is up. With CM Punk and AEW Collision. This has been episode 144 of Perched on the Top Rope. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check us out on our socials. YouTube at Perched on the Top Rope. Apple Podcast Perched on the Top Rope. Facebook at Facebook.com slash Perched on the Top Rope. Instagram at Perched on the Top Rope Podcast. Threads at Perched on the Top Rope Podcast. Twitter, Perched Top Rope. And TikTok, where we have some great Selena scenes with the best moments in professional wrestling mixed with Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On because after all, that song makes everything better. If that doesn't tickle your fancy, we also have satires of Did You Know, which is just completely false and made up uh, things because it's actually kind of funny. And if that isn't anything you're interested in, then you can watch the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, get humped by a dog. That's right, the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, getting humped by a dog. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Perched on the Top Rope. Remember, spoiler freeze, the way to be. (laughs)